planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. Hey, Peter, how are you, mate? Good, how are you? Yeah, good, man. Yeah, it's good to talk to you again, man. Yeah, you too. How have you been? Yeah, good. Yeah, really good to have it yourself. Yeah, well, living, <laughs> breathing, <laughs> eating, and writing music. That's the same shit as always. The good stuff. Hopefully, I don't know. You know, the, those things goes up and down like a roller coaster, you know? Sometimes you make something good, sometimes you make something shitty, but at least you're making something. See, I find that funny, because you always write really good songs, man. So I couldn't imagine you having too many too many bad ones. Yeah, yeah, but sometimes it feels like, ah, oh, man, am I short, short-cutting now? What the hell is going on? And, you know, sometimes <laughs> you need to be inspired, you know, to, to go the extra mile that you need to, to, to move, you know, forward and not staying in the same hamster wheel, you know. How do you do that? What do you what do you do to sort of you know inspire yourself? I don't know. Sometimes it goes so far till I get super pissed at myself, and then somehow that inspires me to to do better. So it, it's it all depends. And sometimes things comes along in life that makes you happy. You know, sometimes it comes along that pisses you off. You know, so um, I think life in general just influences you to to write music. Yeah, absolutely, man. And of course, yeah. uh, you know, dude, I can't, I can't believe it's actually happening. You're coming down to Australia. Um, yeah, so finally. Excited, man. Yeah, finally. I mean, yeah. you know, gave us a scare for a minute though, when you know all that shit went down, and you know, yeah, yeah. But um, you know, hey, thanks to those dudes that overdrive touring. I mean, it seems to it's all yeah, and especially thanks to Buzz. He was the one who who really saved the day. You know. Mm. They, they used to work on on the other company, you know. Now he kind of put us together to save this tour, so it's all thanks to him, I would say. Otherwise, it would have been cancelled again. And then I knew if it would have been cancelled again, then I could forget Australia. You know, I mean, you cancel twice, then you know, it doesn't make sense anymore. Nobody wants to buy a ticket, you know, because they don't know if it's true or not, you know. But so far, I heard the tickets are ticking very well right now. So get your tickets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, dude, everyone's really excited, man. Like, I know yeah, you were the same here. opening for you, and uh, they're all pumped. Everyone's pumped. It's good. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're pumped here. We can't wait to jump on the plane and just go down there, you know? You know, have you found yourself in that situation before where it seems to, you know, all hope is lost, and then someone swoops in and saves the day? I mean, is that something that seems to happen in the industry? Yeah, usually it is. That's my story of my life, I would say. <laughs> There's always something that comes in and saves the day somehow, you know, in a you know in a dark and negative way that you're sitting there, and and in the end of the day, it, it turns out all right, you know. So, thanks for that, you know, whatever it is. I, I guess it's faith and, and stuff. I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not a religious person, you know. Sometimes it, things are not meant to be, you know, or sometimes it, they are meant to be. So I don't know. Well, I think it's it's a, with this tour coming up now. I think it's in good hands. Before maybe it was just you know, 
you dodged a bullet, you know, the old saying. But uh Yeah. It's all it's all coming together, dude. It's good. It's good news. And yeah, is you, definitely. Is your son playing with you on this tour as well? Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, he's coming with us. That's awesome. Definitely. So, I mean, he's a lucky kid, you know. He got to see the whole fucking world now. <laughs> <laughs> so that's great, but he enjoys this shit. He's like, I don't want to go home. I always, like, after a while on the tour, I was like, oh, I wish I could go home and just sit in the studio, drink coffee, and play the guitar, you know. But uh, he's like, I don't want to go home. I don't want to go home. I want to stay here. He's always like that. But he's a rookie, you know, but he's doing really great. It must be pretty amazing to you know, turn around and see your boy jamming out with, with you on stage. I mean, as a father myself, yeah. I can't think of anything cooler than that. Yeah. I mean, now we already did like maybe 100 gigs together, maybe even more. So now I'm used to it. But it was, you know, on the premiere of uh, the album release and the tour start for that album, it was amazing to just turn around and see him sitting banging the shit out of it, you know. He's like a machine, this kid, you know. it's It's no lie. You will see it yourself, you know. It's not because he's my kid or anything. He really blows most of the drummers away. That's awesome. And you've probably seen it, you know, from when he was little, you know, growing up and perfecting yeah. his own craft. You know, that's that's pretty awesome. He, he, he wasn't, yeah, he always said he wanted to be a drummer, but he never played drums, you know. And all suddenly he started when he was like 13, 14 or no, yeah, 14 maybe. And then I bought him a drum set and he developed like a mother right away. Boom. And then I knew, okay, this kid's got it. That's awesome. And uh, you got a band coming out or a project coming out with him soon? Uh, now we, we have second thoughts. I mean, now he moved on. He's, you know, we, we go and shift in my studio. You know, when I go up, he goes down, you know. So he sits and writes his own stuff mm. uh, for eight hours a day. And I'm, I come back the next day and he, he's coming up with some really cool stuff. You know, I don't know what it is. It's more electronic stuff, but still... Uh, very heavy and dark, you know, but there's still some guitars and stuff. And he, he really likes, he bought all these pedals and shit. So his guitars doesn't really sound like guitars, you know, it's really crazy. Have you been sort of producing for him or you just sort of letting him go? No, he, he he's he's like me, learn by doing, which is good, I think, you know. Sometimes you gotta, you know, find that little space and, and just go for it, eh? Yeah, but I mean, of course, you know, in the studio, he's like, eh, how do I hook this thing up here and that, you know, that's normal shit, the technical stuff, you know, but now he knows that shit, so he's pretty independent. Oh, that's awesome to hear, man. Uh, and are you planning yeah. to film this tour at all? Yeah, we're actually thinking about bringing some GoPros with us. I think we have like three or four GoPros, so maybe uh, our guitarist, uh, Greg, is pretty good on putting things together, so uh, he will have something to do, I would say. We'll just, uh, for every show we do or, or filming backstage or hanging with people, you know, and then he has a lot of material during the summer that he can put together. Sit down and edit and, and do all that thing. But I mean, hey, that's, I mean, first two are down, down under. I think it's going to be pretty special for you, so. Yeah, definitely. And it, it seems like you got a good buzz, you know, so I really mm -hmm. hope that nobody loses money on it and everybody's happy, you know, at the end of the day so we can come back again. Uh, and, of course, yeah. Coming Home came out in 2016 and such a great album. Have, have any of the songs taken a different form when you've translated them live? You know, have they evolved a little bit over time? Uh, well, we, we sneak in a little bit stuff here and there that, that develops during the shows, kind of. Some chugging that's a little bit different here and there or whatever, you know. And 
do it like synchronized together, you know. Mm. And uh, you know, after you get off stage, you're like, ah, that was a cool thing you did on that song in that part. You know, let's try all of us to synchronize to do the same. You know, and things like that. But it's it's not a major thing. It's just a few small finesses here and there. You know, but basically the songs are pretty much the way they are on the album. You know, of course. But I think it's a little bit heavier live than it is on the album. Awesome, man. Well, you know, I can't wait to see see that stuff live. I mean, finally, it's been a long time coming. Yeah. And then you've worked on so many damn projects over the years. Has there been one that, you know, you've you know, been looking forward to work on and, you know, for some reason or another, it didn't come together in time? Is there anything that, that's been on the back burner that you're looking forward to working on in the future? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I have some, some secret stuff that I can really not get into right now but if these things uh clicks then it, it will be an interesting year i would say you know i mean of course you know with, with the lindemann project we did you know there was something that was waiting for like 13 years before we finally got our thumbs out of our asses and actually <laughs> did it you know and that, i think that turned out pretty fun so i mean there will be more of those kind of things but with different people as well you know so we'll see i can't really get into it right now Unfortunately, you know, because oh, usually when you spill when you spill the beans, then it doesn't happen. So then you sit there like an idiot, you know. <laughs> you don't want to jinx it, man. <laughs> nah, because that that's just bad luck. I, I learned that over my life, you know. That don't say anything in, until it's written in blood. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, of course, as a producer, you know, you've worked with so many legendary bands as well. Which has been the most challenging project you've worked on? Ooh, I, I would say to get the Lindemann shit together between us and management and record companies and bitching at each other left and right and busy schedule for both me and Till and you know that was a challenge to finally get it together you know but uh, also you know what when I did the comeback for Celtic Frost was uh it, it was heavy you know but mm. it. It turned out great, you know. Uh, it seems like the the more you suffer on a recording or a production, you know, the better it's going to be. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's like yeah. a soup Nazi, you know. He <laughs> suffers for his soup. <laughs> oh man! Uh, well, uh, you know, uh, of course, um, you know, you're pretty diverse when it comes to your own projects. Out of all your musical influences, which would you say you gravitate to the most? Is it the industrial stuff or the heavy, heavy stuff? I've never been into industrial stuff, you know, to be honest. You know, okay, you know, in the, in the mid-90s when uh, Fear Factory started with, um, uh, what's that album? Soul, uh, Soul Breed New Machine or whatever it was called. Mm -hmm. That Then I really started getting into it. I, I was never into ministry or, or the crypts or, or things like that, you know. It, it was just like, wow, it's cool to... to um, add some picking guitars on top of keyboards and shit like that. And that's how I really started to, to spin off with pain. That's how it really came about. You know, is in the beginning, I just wanted to do Goa trance music, you know, because of the keyboards, they sounded so fucking amazing and angry, you know? Mm. So, but it didn't work because I didn't know how to do it. So I added guitars and then I added drums on and all suddenly it became something different. My, my both feet are in brutal music, you know, that's where I'm from. Well, in terms of that, well, I mean, what's uh, what's happening with hypocrisy, man? Is it something? Oh, well, that's, yeah, well, I, I got like five songs written, frames, and this summer now, uh, we 
we'll use the time to write music together and hopefully record it by end of the summer. So uh, it's all on schedule. Awesome. Wait, wait, wait a minute. So you say summer. So where, where, what is it over there now? It is summer. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. You guys are already in winter. But, uh, I mean, <laughs> we don't have too many festivals because of we did a lot of festivals last year. And also we feel that um, uh, I need to have this summer of writing and also to have some time off, not to stress anything. And then in October, we uh, go into uh, this tour with the Cataclysm in Europe. And then we're going to go to America as well. Uh, with the same package, and then uh, hopefully in May or June, a new hypocrisy will be out next year. Unreal, man. Uh, I mean, if if everything goes as it wants, <laughs> you know, you oh, never know. Dude. Hopefully, hopefully, I can't yeah. wait to hear it, man. I mean, when it comes, I mean, you're pretty damn busy, man. But I mean, do you, how do you set yourself that time to sort of pull yourself away and have a break? I, I, I you know, for the last ten years, I, I kind of uh, schedule everything after my own schedule kind of you know mm. i i don't take too much many uh production jobs anymore because i really want to have the time to write my own stuff or together with whomever i'm doing the projects with you know and without having oh shit you know now there's a band is coming and it, it kills the flow kind of you know yeah yeah it's, it must be hard man sort of trying to bounce back into your own stuff you know it'd be pretty tiring yeah. I, I imagine yeah, it is. It's like you know, you fighting to to have time to to write an album and being influenced and really making a great album, and then you know it's time to do something else and something else, and sometimes you just want to sit down and breathe, you know. So uh, I mean, it's the life I chose, I guess. You know, when I when I don't have anything to do, then I get pissed and bored, and then <laughs> it's not fun to be around with me. So it's better if I'm busy. So what, what's uh, what's next for you, man? Like after this tour, like uh... yeah, well, I mean, June is gonna be three festivals, mainly in Sweden, and yeah. then uh, in between during the weeks, I'm gonna sit and start writing uh, with hypocrisy stuff, you know, and also in July, August, August we have one more festival, you know, but then hopefully in in September we can start recording the hypocrisy album, you know, That's right. and then. Um, move on a little bit when we get back from the tour in October and finish it up totally and then uh, hopefully have a master done before February when we go on tour in America you know and then give it to the company and they need three or four months to do promotion and shit with it so hopefully May June like I said next year yeah a hypocrisy yeah. album if nothing goes sour you never know yeah. <laughs> see that that blows me away it's like you get albums in the can and then it goes out for a few months and dudes like myself, you know, get to hear it. It must be, is that frustrating for you that you know that it's just sort of floating around out there until release day? Yeah, sometimes, you know, if you're overexcited, you you want to get it out now. You want to see the response of the, the fans and people and see what they think. Mm. Were we right or were we wrong this time? You know, you never know because, you know, everybody has their own idea of what hypocrisy sounds like some people wants the two first albums some people wants the later 90s stuff you know 2000 and some people want the virus album and you know it's just like we just have to do what we think is best for hypocrisy you know and if you don't like this then you have to wait for another three or four years for <laughs> another album you know it's just like i mean we're gonna definitely try to give people what they want you know but since it's over a 20 year period you know it's not like Slayer or Metallica, they say, oh, we want the three first albums, that's it. 
we, we we actually expanded and got new fans, you know, during the 90s as well. So we have like two or three different kinds of fans, you know, from the 90s, 2000 and 2010 and on, you know. So it's three different uh, kind of crowds that we need to please somehow. That's quite a mission. But, hey, man, whatever you do, you know, all us fans will be there. So regardless. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, it is a mission impossible, you know, but yeah. we have to feel that we are happy with it, you know, and that we can stand for it, you know, so it's not like mm-hmm. feeling like we're selling your soul or whatever, you know, yeah, or yeah, just yeah. Cr- cr- craft an album together and release it just to go out and make money. You know, that's not my my cup of tea because then I will be touring like an idiot all day long now. <laughs> Well, man, it's it's been awesome talking to you again, and I can't wait to see you guys in Brisbane on this tour. And uh, man, yeah, bring it on, brother. Oh yeah, definitely. Trust me, we will. <laughs> Talk <laughs> soon, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, uh, enjoy yeah. the rest of your night, and uh, I'll, I'll I'll catch you in Brisbane, man. Yeah, definitely. Looking forward to. See you soon. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 